Grace to you and peace in the name of our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. It is good for us to be here. Those were the words of St. Peter as he stood on the mountain with his friends, James and John, and having just seen Jesus be transfigured before them. Mark tells us that Jesus clothing became dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And suddenly, Jesus was joined by two of the great men of the Old Testament, Moses, the great deliverer, and Elijah, the great prophet. The two men of the Old Testament who had stood on Mount Sinai and spoken with God. And now here they were on this mountain speaking with Jesus. What an awesome event that must have been. For the first time, these three disciples were able to see Jesus for whom he really was. Namely, God in the flesh. They'd seen him do a number of miracles throughout their, his ministry. They're walking with him through his ministry. And we know they believed him to be the Son of God, whatever that meant to them. But they'd only seen him as the Son of Man. You see, up to this point in time, he looked like any other man of his day. He ate, he drank, he walked, he talked, he laughed, he cried, he slept. By every appearance, he was simply a man. But now for the first time, for a moment in time, Jesus let his true divine nature shine through and shine out. He let the disciples see Him and know Him as He was seen and known by the hosts of heaven. As He would one day be seen and known by each of us in heaven. It's no wonder that Peter got you know, so excited about being there. For he was, for all intents and purposes, in heaven. He was united with God and two of God's saints from Israel's history revealed in glory. The experience was so great that Peter never wanted to see it come to an end. I mean, he was scared to be sure, but I mean, who wouldn't be by this overwhelming event? But he, he wanted to stay there because he wanted to build them three shelters. One for Jesus, one for Moses, one Elijah, so they could stay there longer. You see, Peter may not have really understood everything that was happening around him, but he knew when something was good. And whatever it was that was happening, 
It was good. Yes, Peter thought, it is good for us to be here. I hope and I pray that those are the thoughts and the words that are in your hearts and your minds each Sunday when you come into the Lord's house to worship. I hope that you think when you enter those doors, it is good for us to be here. You, like Peter, may not understand everything that's always going on in the course of the service. You know, why do we stand up and sit down so much? The responsive reading, the liturgical songs that we sang and such. And you know what's good, though. And for some reason, being here in this place seems good. And it should. Because this, too, is a little glimpse of heaven. In this sanctuary, each and every Sunday, God's children gather to worship Him as Redeemer and Creator. To hear His Word spoken. To receive the sacrament of Jesus' body and His blood. And the fellowship with fellow Christians. You know, we come here from different backgrounds, different races, different economic circumstances, different ages. And yet when we come into this place, we're here as brothers and sisters in Christ. We leave behind the things of this world that separate us. And we celebrate the one who unites us. That being Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so in a very real sense, limited though it may be, when we come here to worship, we are given a glimpse, a foretaste, of heaven. <clears throat> I sat down to work on this mass on this message the day after MLK Day, you know, a few weeks ago back in January. And so I was reminded as I was writing about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I have a dream speech. In his statement, I have a dream my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. And I hate to tell you this, but Dr. King's dream is just that. It's a dream. It will never happen in our world. It will never happen in our world because of a thing called sin. For, you see, even if we were to overcome the differences of our race or our color or our creed or our nationality, we would still find something else to divide us. In Ireland, it's the Catholics versus the Protestants. I remember back in the 90s when we were 
all the trouble in Bosnia was the Serbs versus the Croats. The Middle East right now is, as it has been, the Jews versus the Muslims. If we went to South L.A., we'd probably find it's the people who wear red bandanas versus blue bandanas versus green bandanas. Fallen humanity always finds something to separate us, to alienate us from each other, because that's what sin does. Sin's very nature is to corrupt everything that is good. It lives within each one of us like an infectious disease, contaminating whatever it touches. We can sing and we can believe we shall overcome. But we won't. Not as long as sin has infected our lives and our world. And that's why it's good for us to be here. In God's house. Because here we come face to face with our transfigured Lord. It is here that we meet the one who has overcome our sin. It is here that we are given the forgiveness and the love to enable us to overcome our sin too. Jesus Christ, God's only Son, came to this earth for one purpose. And that purpose was to overcome sin on our behalf. He did that by living a sinless life and then by suffering for our sin, our failures, our hatred, our prejudice, and so on. Taking the punishment for all of that upon Himself as He suffered and died on the cross. You see, he suffered for our sin, but then he buried our sin in the grave with himself. And when he rose from the dead, he left that sin behind. And so he now lives as the Son of God who overcame sin on our behalf. And that's when we come into this place each and every Sunday. And we hear that message of God's forgiveness proclaimed. And we receive Jesus' body and blood in the elements of the bread and the wine in the sacrament of Holy Communion. And we see that love of God at work in the lives of our fellow Christians. We are empowered and we are encouraged to overcome that sin that weighs us down too. It is good for us to be here For each and every Sunday, the people of God, the saints of God, the church of God gathers to worship our common Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We come come here and join as one people. It is good for us to be here. For here we come face to face with the love and the forgiveness of God in Christ Jesus, His Son. It is good for us to be here. For to hear that 
at least a portion of that dream of Dr. King becomes, at least for a moment in time, for us, reality. It is good for us to be here. For here in the company of God and of our fellow saints, we get a glimpse of the glory of heaven and we receive a foretaste of the feast to come. My prayer for each of you, especially any of you guests who might be worshiping with us today, is that you will discover what the many of us who gather each and every Sunday here have discovered. That is good for us to be here. May God fill each of us with such a sense that we will want to come back to this place often. In the name of Jesus Christ, our living Lord and Savior, amen.